good morning and welcome to the Beers of Capital uh, Five Minute Morning pod, uh, Five Minute Morning Minor Podcast. Get my words out this morning uh, on Thursday, the January morning. Paul, how are you? Good morning. I'm feeling a bit chilled. How about you? Uh, yep, uh, it was minus one this morning on the cycle ride, but I was wrapped up warm and pedalling hard. Anyway, okay. let's crack on. I tell you what, the big news today, and I'm slightly biased because I must confess. It was my mining tip for 2024, and I have actually, since I tipped it, gone and bought the stock as well. Uh, but we had a trading update from Central Asia Metals, better known as Camel, or as I call it, the Carlsberg of junior mining, because it never disappoints. It is the best junior miner out there, in my view. But it's one the market just doesn't seem to want to buy at the moment. Paul, talk us through the results. We'll maybe talk about then why uh, the market is taking such a negative view on it. Well, we've got Central Asia Metals with their 2023 uh, production statement uh, out and their 2024 outlook. Um, pretty steady state activity is the best way to put it here as far as Central Asia Metals is concerned. They ended the, the year uh, 31st of December with a cash balance of $57 million. They produced out of the Kunrad copper leach operation uh, uh, at the upper end of their guidance range, 13,800 tons. Uh, zinc concentrate from Sasa in Macedonia, or North Macedonia, 20,300 tons, and lead concentrate, 27,800 tons. They did complete the, their first phase of a solar plant there on the Kunrad operation, so that is up and running at this point in time. It uh, supplies about uh, circa 18% or so of the power needs for the uh, plant, and it is not uh, hooked into the grid for uh, various uh, regulatory uh, and commercial reasons at this time. Uh, for the 2024 outlook, they're giving a similar uh, number expected in the copper space. Uh, of uh, something between 13 and 14,000 tons to produce. And they'll have uh, similar amounts of zinc and lead to produce uh, in their forecast for 2024 as well. So a uh, very steady state story for them at this point. Well, I, I would put it even better than steady state, because you say it's totally reliable, very strong management team. So yield of 11% at the moment. So, you know, I suppose, why isn't it performing? Uh, one is obviously, I suppose, with um, interest rates where they are, a yield of 11%, I suppose, theoretically, isn't quite as exciting as when interest rates are down at zero, um, in as much as it's only sort of uh, double interest rates, but it's still absurd. But maybe that is why some people are less excited by the yield. The other problem, of course, is I think everybody would love them to do an acquisition because there is this feeling that at Kunrad, uh, it has a, a mine life, for want of a better word. Uh, which will eventually expire. Uh, actually, mine lines tend to get extended, don't they, Paul? Yes, they do, but this is a dump leach operation in Coonrad, so there is a limited amount of dumps that they can put under leach, and those all those dumps are now under leach for a little while now. So the main the thing uh, there is just how long can they extend production or in a slow decline, I think, uh, would be the way. But the other thing is they do have exploration activity funded going on uh, very early stage in Kazakhstan and they do continue to look around the uh, world and particularly into Asia and Africa for uh, a uh, right-sized acquisition. But I, I think actually them doing the right acquisition is what will actually move the share price significantly higher when they actually find it. Um, the market has been waiting for a little while now. 
Um, I mean, they are, you could argue, being very sensible. They're not overpaying for something wrongly. And obviously, at the moment, actually, most of these assets are just getting cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. So by being patient, they've probably done shareholders a world of good. Uh, anyway, look, I'll tell you, we don't want to just spend all our time talking about uh, Camel, although it's a good stock to talk about. Um, in my view, the stock should be, it's currently trading about 170p. In my view, it should be at least 250p. Uh, and so you've got almost 50% upside just as a to get it to the right level uh, before you even go any higher. So for me, it's an absolute buy. Sounds good to me. There you go. Can't say much more. What about you, Paul? <laughs> I thought we'd go on to talk about another VSA client, American Lithium. Uh, the TSA. Go on then. Talk about that. Yeah. It, uh, uh, otherwise, uh, late yesterday, put out a new uh, PEA for their uh, lithium portion of their Falchani uh, project down in Peru. And a really robust looking story there. Very, very long life, mine life uh, pro pro prognosis at over 40 years on, on this thing. It's going to have an IRR uh, after tax of about 32% based on lithium carbonate uh, pricing at 22500 a ton. CapEx is pretty low too for such a long life mine uh, and production rate to $681 million. Uh, in initial capex there, uh, so uh, and the other thing is the ore body remains open ended uh, uh, here in several directions. Uh, it's uh, going to have a first phase production of at least 20, 23,000 tons a year lithium carbonate equivalent, and there is the ideas uh, in the background here to phase it up uh, by another two phases to get it up to eventually to almost 75,000 tons a year of lithium carbonate. So. Uh, the, the size of this thing, the, the economics all look uh, more like porphyry copper operation that, that uh, the uh, institutions and banks really uh, like to see these kind of long life stories. Oh, we love an open ended ore body. Um, right. Uh, probably also touch base uh, on Forexpo as it's obviously a, a UK listed company. They had Q4 production, obviously. Tricky being based in Ukraine, but your views on that, Paul? Yes, that's right, and they're doing a hell of a good job, as the way I would put it. Uh, they have managed, to, as in prior quarters here, to keep uh, between one and two pelletizer lines operating throughout the whole period uh, here in the midst of the, the war going on in Ukraine. Total pellet and concentrate production for the year was uh, 4.15 million tons. That was 33% lower than the previous year, but they did uh, also, that is a, compared to a year where uh, they did have full-scale uh, four pellet line production prior to the war beginning in, at late February in, in 2022. Now, the other important thing is that the pellet production is premium uh, material. All of it is 65% plus material. So they've maintained quality, they've maintained shipping, they've maintained production rates. So uh, the cash position looking pretty good. Still $109 million at the end of the year. Cash is king. Uh, also, a little bit of an update from Rainbow Rare Earths. Maybe worth mentioning that one, Paul. Yes, on Rainbow Rare Earths, uh, they had an update on their pilot plant uh, recovery uh, uh, and testing operations. It's in two components. They have a front-end pilot component operating in Johannesburg, 
and the back end uh, of the plant, uh, which is ionic exchange uh, for recovery of rare earths. That's in a, a pilot plant operation in Florida. Some of the key points there is they uh, uh, will do intend to have the front end pilot in Johannesburg to be running in continuous operation from this next week. That's the crushing screening and and uh, solvent uh, uh, treatment, or excuse me, I, uh, uh, grinding the treatment of the ore that will be running continuously from next week. And the other important point is that uh, they now think that given the results from the back end of the plant so far is that they'll move the cerium extraction, which is a low value component of the rare earths uh, separation process, they think they'll move that into the front end of the circuit in uh, South Africa such that uh, they won't be sh uh, shipping that out of country for midstream processing when they reach commercial scale. That will save them roughly 40% in volume of those concentrates and there is a significant uh, cost of course to those uh, or shipping costs uh, to the products. Sounds like we should go and visit the pilot project when we're down in Johannesburg in a couple of weeks' time. So if anybody from Rainbow Earth is listening, do give us a call. Come and visit you. Come and see what you're doing. Very um, good. Uh, anything else, Paul? We should call it a day. That's plenty for now, I think. There's lots more to come. Okay, thanks. This podcast has been produced and edited by VSA Capital. It is intended for information purposes and not as investment advice. The information is intended for recipients who understand the risks associated with equity investments in smaller companies. Please do your own research and do not rely on a single source when making an investment decision. VSA Capital may derive fees from this content and seeks to do business with the companies mentioned.